What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I'm your host, Alex Spinelli, and alongside me, as always, is Ray Volo. No Dino tonight, but Ray, we got a very, very fun episode for the people. We got Mach 3.0. Hey, man, A squad for the mock draft. That's how it's all you can ask for nowadays. Um, the deadline for underclassmen to declare just passed this Monday. So I thought it'd be fitting to do a nice updated mock to what the first 24 picks are set. Oh, yeah. Like that. So we're getting down there, man. It's, it's the, the more I hear about football, the more I start thinking about the draft now. And uh, senior bowl coaches just got announced. Shout out. Jeff. It's coming, man. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. All I know is that when the Jets were coaches at the Senior Bowl, we drafted Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, and Jermaine Johnson. Sure, neither that, none of them were on the team, but it's, it's all about principle. Jermaine was there. He was there. He, he wasn't was on the team, yeah, yeah. but he was there. We got Max Mitchell, though. It was just good vibes to start the, the offseason, though. For sure. For sure. Yeah. All right, let's get into the mock. The order will be Ray, Dean, and then myself. So, Ray, you are starting us up here on the clock with the Chicago Bears via the Carolina Panthers. It's funny because it's not always like this, but dra- draft actually starts at one this year. I, there are so many different ways for the, them to attack this. I'm of the mindset. I think it's about 75-25. They're going to end up drafting uh, fields of replacement. So if here, I went with my QB1, Drake May. Uh, I just love the size, the his his ability, and just willingness to attack, the, to attack downfield and over the middle. He's got an elite arm. Can run too. He remind he kind of reminds me of that mold of Josh Allen, just maybe like Justin Herbert too. I know he gets a lot that comp a lot. So I think the Bears restart with the QB, get the rookie contract for five years, and then they can really start to truly build around him with that second first round pick as well, and hopefully maximize a quarterback on his rookie deal. And yeah. also on this, you have to assume Fields goes for a day two pick, maybe even two day two picks eventually. So right. uh, you get more draft capital to build around him as well. Right. Yeah. Big statement here with your QB one. I like it. Um, I still have Drake May as my QB two, but cannot knock you for it. I'm very curious to see how this whole draft cycle plays out. Cause I feel like maybe during the middle of the season, I felt like the talk was very, very close. Like it was a clear, like one, a one B and between Drake May and, and Caleb Williams. I feel like that gap has started to move a little bit further again where Caleb Williams is still the 1A for, for most people. But curious to see what happens o- over this whole draft cycle. All right, let's keep it moving. Uh, Washington is on the clock at 2. Dino is up here. He's taking Caleb Williams. So Caleb Williams, uh, sigh of relief that Chicago didn't select him because he already said he's not going there. He's not going to play <laughs> for them. Um, and Washington gets the hometown kid back in, back in D.C. So Caleb Williams here at 2. Yeah, I mean, it's a good story for for that purposes, too. And they desperately need to restart at quarterback. And it's honestly, I think it's a perfect fit for both teams because this Washington offensive line is absolutely brutal. And Caleb Williams is a magician back there. I was watching his tape again last night, and the way he avoids people is fucking crazy, dude. He's he's not, like, straight line fast, but he is so quick and elusive. He's like a magician back there. Yeah. Um. It's really weird, though. I know Chicago's had kind of a bad run over this these last like five years, but would you really rather play for the Washington Commanders than the Chicago Bears? Yeah, I mean, new ownership, I guess, in Washington. They're kind of trying to turn it around, and he's a hometown kid, so maybe that's really what is at the core of it. And that's also if you believe the whole narrative. I don't, but necessarily, I guess, but. Uh, Chicago's primed, man. I know their coach is kind of still on the hot seat, but with all those uh, assets and they're finally starting to get pieces on offense, I feel like they're closer than Washington is. But a hundred percent, I don't even, I don't even think it's close. Um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, Caleb Williams, if he's worried about playing at home, why the fuck did he go to USC all the way across the country? So I don't know, Caleb. Looking a little sketchy. Uh, I'm on the clock here at three with the New England Patriots. I got them taking best player in the draft, Marvin Harrison. I'm not in love with any of the rest of the quarterbacks at three, and they desperately need wide receiver help, so no other explanation needed there. Yeah, I mean, I think tackles could be in play here as well, but I can't complain. Marvin Harrison is my clear-cut number one player in this draft, so right. uh, you walk away with freak at wide receiver. Yep. You're back on the clock here at four with the Arizona Cardinals with their first pick. Yeah, so this is another position. I think off the tackles definitely in play here, but 
You got Paris Johnson you just traded up and took last year at six. And DJ Humphreys has been missing some time, but he's played pretty steadily when he has played. Kyler Murray back there, who's another one who can avoid a lot of rushes. So kind of takes the need of offensive line a little bit. You can maybe address that later in the draft. They have a ton of picks, as we have saw with that rebuild of Arizona episode. So I decided to go Malik Neighbors here. Give this team some more juice at wide receiver. Um, I think they desperately need it. And Malik Neighbors is a wide receiver one in most other draft classes. He's got explosiveness. Uh, he can go up and get it surprisingly for someone who's built, uh, who's a little shorter or not shorter, but not elite height. Uh, he's a, he can do it all. So I think this really helps give Kyler another weapon and uh, replace Hollywood Brown. Yeah. You know how I feel about Malik neighbors and uh, four. while people say maybe it's too high cannot knock it here. Cause this guy's going to be a hell of a football player in the NFL. And I really do think I, I love Marvin Harrison, but I do think the gap is closer than people think between these two players. Um, so I love this for, for Arizona. Dean's on the clock here at five with the LA Chargers. He got them taking Brock Bowers. This is the highest Brock Bowers has gone in a mock for us. Um, and I've seen this spot popularly mocked in in the past few weeks, especially I, Dame Brugler had him mocked here. I like this fit. Um, I think they need all the pass-catching help they can get. Keenan Allen's, while he was great this year, getting up in age. Mike Williams can't stay healthy. Quentin Johnson does not look good after his first year. Not going to write him off, though. Um, So this team definitely needs some pass-catching help. So cannot knock it here. I wouldn't have hated either tackle either in this situation um, to play probably right tackle. You're probably going to keep Rashawn Slater at left tackle, but Brock Bowers uh, is a damn good football player. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty high. I I do question whether he ends up going this high in real life, but uh I was doing some prep for our fixing the the Chargers episode and they are in dire situations cap-wise. I think they're projected 44 million over the cap already. Uh Mike Williams is good as gone. Mm-hmm. You can save 20 there. Uh Keenan Allen may have be gone. This is the last year of his deal as well, so they have some tough decisions to make. And hopefully their new GM and new coach can come in aligned in the same direction and help fix this team. Jim Harbaugh? Maybe. Hey, he interviewed with Atlanta too, so. Yeah. I feel like Atlanta is Belichick's team. I don't. People have been saying that. I just don't. I don't know why. I think they're just. I think Arthur Blank is just a very, very, very rich man. And he's just saying enough is enough. Um, Just. Give Bill the fucking house. Just give him thirty mil a year and just say be done with it. I really do think that that's it. Apparently, that his interview was on Arthur Blank's yacht. Uh, he was the only coach to to get that <laughs> to get that treatment. That's so um, we'll see. I, I do feel like that's the spot for for Belichick from all the reports, at least. And it seems like the second landing spot after Atlanta the is uh, L.A. for. For Harbaugh, so we'll see. All right, I'm on the clock here at six with the New York Football Giants. I got them taking Joe Alt. A uh, little update in my rankings for offensive tackle: Joe Alt moving to offensive tackle one. Um, I love how strong this guy is. Just can erase people in the pass game. Can erase people in the run game. Just so sound technically. And he's got really good feet, honestly, for a guy his size. He's just a massive human being. He will have to move to the right side because Andrew Thomas is playing left tackle, and they'll kick Evan Neal in at guard, which I think can work for him. He's had a rough time playing right tackle. So um, I love this. The Giants desperately need offensive line help. They've been brutal all season. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot to invest in the offensive line, but it's. I mean, I think that's probably the best way to go in order to build a sustainable offense. And if it makes any more, if it makes any Giants fans feel better, I remember saying when Neil came out, I could see him being a really good guard as well. And even in summer scouting, I was saying I think Alt maybe even be better on the right side. So we'll see how it all turns out. But a lot of uh, a lot, a lot of premium picks in that offensive line can never go uh, not can never go wrong. But I think it's a good way to build an offense up. Yeah, I also just didn't feel good taking any of the quarterbacks here either. I think I'd rather roll with dimes than than any of these other guys who I got left. And uh, like you said, can never have too many offensive linemen. Yeah, we'll we'll get into it a little bit more once the quarterback episode comes. But I'm not risking my job for Jaden Daniels. Uh, that's just ain't not that's not happening. And 
JJ McCarthy, if you go him, he he's a guy who needs to sit a year or two at least. So I think six is a little rich for him as well. All right. You're on the clock here at seven with the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, so I was really hoping Joe Alt fell just because of that fit with Tennessee, but I'll take Olu Fashano and be happy about it. Uh, really makes a long-term offensive line uh, tandem on that left side with him and Peter Skaronsky. So just foundational pieces that on a team that's also probably rebuilding for the long haul. Right. Yeah, I think he could have went a lot of places here. Offensive tackle, the notable one. I think he also could have went wide receiver here too. I know they've invested in some – some premium picks, especially with Traylon Burks, but um, they desperately need pass catchers too. But I like the fit here with Olu and Skaronsky on that left side. That's a really good tandem. Dean is on the clock here at eight with the Atlanta Falcons. He's got them taking your guy here, Jaden Daniels. First, uh, third quarterback off the board. Uh, what do you think about this pick? Yeah, I, I personally think it's rich. Um, I, I was trying to talk to Chris today to see if he had any draft props because I think the narrative on him Right now, it's getting a little overblown. I think I see a lot of people thinking that he can be a legitimate contender at the number three pick. I think he ends up falling. I think he ends up being more of like a back end of one type of player or maybe mid middle of one. I just think this is rich for him. I think he does have a lot of traits that uh, NFL teams are really desire nowadays. The mobility, obviously, he's a legit, legit threat as a runner. And he's played so much football four years between Arizona State and um and LSU. And LSU, thank you. So those things are going to push them on draft boards for sure, but I just personally, that's just not my type of player to invest a top 10, let alone a top five pick in. That's put your job on the line. Yeah, uh, well, we'll see if it's Bill Belichick. Um, I agree that this is also too rich for Jaden Daniels. I don't have him as my third quarterback. Um, I'll talk about the fit, though, with Atlanta. I do actually really like this fit. Do you, you, but you think if, if Bill Belichick gets hired here, he's going to want to go with a rookie quarterback? Uh, no, I with think— With this roster, too? I, I think more realistic, they trade for Justin Fields. I think Fields makes a lot of sense. I think Kirk Cousins would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Fuck, I even think Jimmy G makes a little bit more sense. Just, I'd it, rather have Daniels than Jimmy G. I mean, probably, too, but I'm just but like I just think Bill Belichick wanting to win, I don't think he's going to want to put up with a rookie quarterback. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I do actually really like this fit, though, with Atlanta for Jaden Daniels. This is not many teams you can talk about in the top 10 with really good offensive lines. This team has a very, very good offensive line where all five positions are stable. Those guys played basically the whole year together, too, which is really nice to see. And he's got weapons. I mean, they haven't unlocked Kyle Pitts that much in these past few years, but Kyle Pitts is still a good football player. Drake London is an interesting fit in this offense, and obviously you have B. John Robinson. So yeah. you do have pieces to build around him, get the ball out of his hands quickly, and he's a good runner that you can play him and Bijan off of each other. So um, I think eight is too high for him, but I do like this fit in Atlanta. Yeah, him and Bijan in the same backfield is scary, a scary thought. Um, another, Just a thought experiment. Jim Harbaugh gets hired here. I think J.J. McCarthy J.J. McCarthy. I think that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> God. You're yeah, right. I do. I mean, I feel like I'm trying to think of other landing spots for Harbaugh in the top 10 that need quarterbacks. But this is probably the spot. If he is in Atlanta, yeah, it could definitely be J.J. McCarthy. I don't really see another spot for him. Maybe Washington, but they're not taking one. Yeah, Scott. <laughs> Imagine. All right, I'm on the clock here at nine with Chicago's second pick of the first round. I got them taking Roma Dunze, um, wide receiver out of Washington. This guy is another electric wide receiver. I think all three of these wide receivers are going to be really, really good in the NFL. They're all kind of different, too. Um, I think him playing off of DJ Moore is a really nice fit, too. A little bit more of a field stretcher than DJ Moore is. DJ Moore can really attack the middle of the field, the intermediate part of the field. And Rome's good after the catch guy. So whoever is playing quarterback for them in this case, it is Drake Bay. You set up Drake Bay really, really nicely with DJ Moore and with Roma Dunze. Yeah, I mean, that's that's really how you support a rookie quarterback. You get him some weapons. Cole Komet mixed in there too. That's a solid to a really great uh, 
duo for I think that's an above average duo. Yeah, oh, for sure. I mean, DJ Moore, you know, I love that guy. He's a top 15 wide receiver, I think, in the league. And then with someone like Roman Dunes, I think he's a really good compliment to DJ as well. All right, you're on the clock here at 10 with our New York Jets. Yeah, this one was an easy one for me. Uh, Offensive line's obviously a dire need. I would have hesitated a second if Rome fell there too, just if I wanted to have some fun. I would love that. You know, we're we're a fun podcast. Hashtag fun. Uh, I'm going. I'm going my OT one personally. JC Latham, guys got the size, the attitude. I think Joe Douglas is going to fall in love with. You can plug him in at right tackle, uh, put Elijah Vera Tucker back out at left tackle, then figure out the interior situation. But uh, it'll give him some stability. I think just some nastiness in the run game that uh, this offense really would love to add. Yeah. Any comments to the NFL Stock Exchange pod about having Latham so low? Just. Different, different views, you know. Everyone, everyone's different. You know, we we really respect those guys, and uh, I was very surprised to see both of them have it, well, having having them so low. I feel like they were questioning his. I think it was Connor in particular was questioning his uh, his strength and anchor. I just feel like his his pass sets get a little too deep, and he gives up a little too much space as opposed to a gives strength up his chest issue way too easily. So I think I really do think it's something that can be fixed, and I just think his demeanor is. I think far and away number one in this class. I know they love Talise Fuaga's uh, demeanor in the run game. I think J.C. Latham's is just a fucking ass kicker, and that's yeah. something that's a trait I really do love in offensive linemen. Right, going to be interesting uh, when we get to our rankings. I saw, I saw just to uh, let's call follow up on that. I saw DJ was saying that uh, the the uh, the top six to seven off the tackles. He's like, he the people he's talked to, he's like they're in all in different orders. So uh, I think teams view all these guys as number ones these top three, maybe even top four guys. So it really is. I feel like the narrative is going to change the closer we get to the draft. It'll yeah. start be a little bit more clear. It's a really good class. So uh, I can see why everybody would have differing opinions. Let me run through this top 10 and then we'll keep it rolling. So Chicago at one took Drake may quarterback one Washington commanders at two took the second quarterback off the board. Caleb Williams, the new England Patriots at three took wide receiver one Marvin Harrison. At four, the Arizona Cardinals took Malik Neighbors, wide receiver from LSU. At five, the LA Chargers took tight end one, Brock Bowers, out of Georgia. At six, the New York Giants took offensive tackle one, Joe Alt. At seven, the Tennessee Titans took Olu Fashanu. At eight, the Atlanta Falcons took Jaden Daniels, quarterback from LSU. At nine, the Chicago Bears took wide receiver Rome Adunze from Washington. And then at 10, the New York Jets took offensive tackle J.C. Latham from Alabama. Dino's on the clock here at 11 with the Minnesota Vikings. He's gotten them taking Jared Verse. I like this fit. Daniel Hunter is a free agent this offseason. Um, this is a team that plays in multiple fronts behind Brian Flores' defense. Um, I think he can stand up or he can be your every down pass rusher. Um, so I like this fit. Plays the run really well, uh, and he'll be he'll be a good fit on this defense. Yeah, I think he's going to replace – he'll be a uh, plug-and-play for Daniil Hunter. I think he's the most NFL-ready edge rusher in this class, highest floor. I think he'll be a perennial 8-12 to sack type of guy. Love it. I'm on the clock here at 12 with the Denver Broncos. Um, This was tough for me because I thought about going corner here. I thought about edge here. I ultimately went with J.J. McCarthy. Now, I do not think J.J. McCarthy is worthy of – a top 12 selection. I think he's more of a back half of round one type of player. Um, I think all of the quarterbacks outside of, of Drake may and Caleb Williams are back end of round one, early round two players. Am I, I'm talking about Daniels, JJ McCarthy and Michael Penix um, spoiler for the QB rankings. But um, I think Denver needs a reset at, at quarterback. You saw it at the end of the season, they benched, Russell Wilson, he's not going to be there for the long term. They're going to have to eat a ton of money, but um, they need a reset badly. So I got them taking J.J. McCarthy. Who he's throwing to, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think the quarterback question in Denver is just such a mystery. I just don't know if Sean Payton's going to want to reset at quarterback and with a, I don't know, an incomplete prospect like this. I feel like he's the type of player who needs a sit a year or two. I I don't hate the fit, but I think a team like Minnesota is more of a fit for J.J. McCarthy than a um, than a team like Denver. I could see Minnesota bring back Kirk Cousins on like a one or two year deal, 
and letting JJ sit behind him. I just love the, the idea of him in that McDaniel that um that like West Coast offense getting him on the move. I feel like they love the play action rollouts. I I think a year or two under the wing of Kirk Cousins, he'd fit perfectly there. Yeah. Can't knock it. All right, you're back on the clock here at 13 with the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, and I mean that this this is another team too. I feel like they they're a team that massive question at quarterback. Yep. They really need to reset the room, but with four gone, I just couldn't afford to uh take one with them. So I went with Jerzon Newton, the defensive tackle from Illinois. I think Love it. this is a team just beef up the interior of that defensive line. They're kind of uh they're kind of shallow there. I think Blau Nichols is a free agent. Jerry Tillery is getting up there as well. So pair him with Max Crosby and Tyree Wilson really form a strong base for the defensive line. And I mean, assuming they bring back Antonio Pierce, I feel like this is a pick he'll love as well. Yeah. I love me some, some Johnny Newton. I almost called him Jimmy Newton. Really? Dean's really getting to me. Um, This guy's just a hell of a football player and uh, his range in the first round, he's going to be a first round player. His range in the first round is pretty vast but I do not think 13 is too high for him because the player that you're going to get on the field is going to produce. So love this pick here at 14, the new Orleans saints Dino's on the clock. He's got them taking Latu Latu edge rusher from UCLA. This was an interesting one for me because I love me some Latu Latu, but I wasn't sure so much about this fit. I do think they could add more edge rushers, even though this is a, a team that's, drafted a ton of edge rushers over the year. They brought in a ton of guys, but um, who they take? They took Brissy, right? Um, yeah. So I do like the fit them playing off of each other. Um, I think they could have went offensive line. I think they also could have gone um, wide receiver too here. Uh, so I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I don't hate the fit. Uh, I feel like with the Saints' history, I feel like they like to take uh, more like balls of clay that they can mold. Uh, so I think Dallas Turner would have been someone they would take over Leatu Latu, but I hate to say that Leatu Latu is not a fit because I think that's a, an edge rusher that's a fit for anyone. Just right. with his just um, mature like hand usage and just absolute overall pass rush arsenal, I think he's someone who could fit anywhere. But I just feel like the Saints would like the more raw athlete that they can develop. Yeah, I agree. At 15, I'm on the clock here with the Indianapolis Colts. I got them taking corner one, Nate Wiggins. Um, they drafted a bunch of corners last year. They drafted Julius Brents in the second round, and then they took a couple guys in later rounds. But this team still needs help in the cornerback room. Kenny Moore, who primarily plays the slot for them, is a free agent this year. He's a really good player. So he's not going to fit in that slot role. But opposite Julius Brents, I love the length. I love the athleticism that this cornerback room has now. Um, while it's a young room, I think they're gonna they're gonna grow together nicely. Nate Wiggins is a really good player, man. He's smooth mover. He attacks the ball. His click and go is is really fast, and uh, I think he's gonna be a good one in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, we all know like the, the Colts love athletes, and they love those big, physical fucking uh, cornerbacks as well. Uh, Juju Brents they took as well, similar mold. So, um, yeah, I think the, the pick makes a lot of sense. All right, you're on the clock here at 16 with the Seattle Seahawks. So with the Seahawks, I went Talese Fuaga from Oregon State. Uh, I think for the Seahawks, they'll kick him inside the guard, where I personally think he maybe even be better suited and just really beef up the interior of this offensive line. Uh, they they have Charles Cross and Abe Lucas who both missed time, so I think it's good that they can get a guard with some tackle versatility. But this team is going to want to develop into a, a absolute pure ground and pound football team, and I think uh, Fuaga really fits that mold well. Yeah, I really like Tully's Fuaga. Um, when I saw this, I questioned the fit a little bit. I know you really like him playing in the interior. I think he's going to be a tackle. Um, but we obviously love some position versatility. I think they really could have used defensive line here. Um, I think they're weak on the edge, honestly. Nuchen uh, and missed a lot of time. I think Dallas Turner has honestly fallen too far in this mock already. Um, I thought he would have been a really good fit. But like we said, can never have too many offensive line. And 
this team got turned around after they drafted bookend tackles. So yeah, uh, Turner would have he... been a really good fit. And also Jerzon Newton, if he fell here, I really do like yeah. Jerzon Newton here. As I was well. also thinking Byron Murphy too. Yeah. I, I, I hesitate to put him in the mock this or right now. I know, I know Brugler just did. I do really like him as a player, but I want to dive into the tape a little bit more, maybe wait for the combine and, or maybe even senior bowl measurements and stuff like that. Yeah. All right, at 17, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Dino's on the clock. He's got them taking Cooper DeGene. I think this is a good fit for him, honestly. They need corner help. They need safety help. This guy can play a little bit of both. So um, I also think they this is a team that could have used Dallas Turner, even though they've invested a lot in the edge position. Josh Allen is a, is a free agent this offseason. The Trayvon Walker experience hasn't really panned out for them. Um, what do you think about this one? I know you yeah, love Cooper DeGene. I mean, I love Cooper DeGene. I do love the fit, too. I think Dallas Turner makes sense as well, especially maybe kick Trayvon Walker inside a little bit more. Um, he's not really – they're really different players in Dallas Turner, so they could both work, especially even uh, with Josh Allen as well. So I wouldn't hate that as well, but I think – I mean, Cooper DeGene is one of my favorite players in this draft, if not my favorite. So I think you can play him at nickel corner, outside safety, all of the above. It really just helps get a playmaker in the back end of this D. Yeah. All right, I'm on the clock here at 18 with the Cincinnati Bengals. I got them taking wide receiver out of Oregon, Troy Franklin. I think this might be a little high for him. Um, I think he's probably a back end of round one, early round two type of player. But I really like this fit. Um, If they can't retain T. Higgins, um, I like him just filling in the T. Higgins role. I think he's got a little bit more juice than T. Higgins. He's not as um, a big-time physical receiver as he as Higgins but I think you already kind of have that with, with Jamar Chase so I like this fit and this pairing with Jamar Chase and Troy Franklin I mean this team can just take downfield shots whenever they want I thought offensive line too um but I wasn't really sure after Fuaga went who I would take in this spot I think this team has invested a lot in the offensive line and for me to take a guy like Amarius Mims who's had in like some injuries didn't really feel comfortable taking him. Um, I thought it was too early for, for Morgan or Fontenau or Barton. Um, so I like the upside of, of Troy Franklin. I think he's going to end up being um, kind of a surprise for a lot of people in year one. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, you know me, I love Troy Franklin. He was my wide receiver two uh, summer in the summer. I think he, he has fallen a little bit, but I think it's more so just because all the other wide receivers have jumped him and, I think in this situation, personally, I think I would have taken Brian Thomas Jr. over Troy Franklin. I think they're similar art, like body types and whatnot. I just think Brian Thomas Jr. is a little bit more physical and a little bit more complete at this stage. Yeah, but, I agree. I honestly, I, mean, I wanted the juice. Yeah, I, I, I like that too. But and I do think I think Troy Franklin is going to start coming up and being talked as a solidified round one player, or at the very least, top forty type player. I think right now he's kind of been in like a back end of two. I've been seeing a lot, but. I think his juice and just his height, his ability to high point the ball, and just overall to stretch the entire defense, I think that's something that teams are going to value. Yeah, I really want to see what he weighs at the combine. I think that's going to be important. If he can get to like that that 200 mark, I think that'd be a really good spot for him. Yeah, I mean, even I mean, I think even he can weigh 195. and it wouldn't like, because I I still want to see him run. I think. Him, him running is going to be what's going to get him drafted high because I think he's like a four three five type of guy. Right. All right, you're back on the clock here with the L.A. Rams. Yeah, so there's a couple of different uh, spot ways I could have gone here. I feel like in the past, I've gone Dallas Turner a lot. I do love that fit. But for the sake of mocks, I wanted to try to change it up a little bit. And I went on the back end. I went with a cool in McKinstry, uh, a cornerback from Alabama. I know his teammate, Terrion Arnold, has been getting a lot of buzz lately, as a lot of people see B1s. But I just love the physicality of kool in McKinstry. Um he gets a little tansy downfield, but I do like his uh, ball skills as well, his ability to tackle. I think he fits in really well with this Rams defense, and they just got rid of Jalen Ramsey. I think they needed to go get another premier, ta- premier talent on the back end. Yeah, I really like Kool-Aid McKinstry too. Um, I'm curious when we eventually get to those rankings, how everybody has them, because I think that's another position similar to offensive tackle that we were talking about where everybody's going to have a different guy at number one. Um I think for all three of us who are on this pod, we all have different <laughs> number one guys too. So um, it'll definitely be interesting how they stack up, but I like this. I like this fit with the LA Rams. D 
Dino is on the clock at 20 with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Dean's got them taking Michael Penix here. I don't know what to make of this pick because this team obviously needs quarterback help. Kenny Pickett is not the answer. Mason Rudolph is not the answer. And uh, neither is uh, Mitch Trubisky. So they definitely need to upgrade this position. I just don't know if you can take a quarterback in the first round right now. Yeah, I don't think you can go two and three years in this in pretty much the same exact spot. Uh at like the back and like the back to it back. is the same spot. They took Kenny Pickett it, at 20. It was 20, right? Yeah, the same yeah. exact spot. Like I think it's just bold, especially a quarterback who he's another one who has holes. He's got injury concerns. Uh he looked very, very human in the national championship game. He kind of kind of fell for me. I feel like a lot of his mechanics broke down. Um, just ability to read the defense, what that Michigan was showing him was really suspect to say the least. And that's especially in uh, Pittsburgh, you're going to be seeing that with Baltimore all the time. It's pretty much the same exact defensive concepts they run. So it fits questionable to me. I feel like Penix is going to be an early, early day two pick, maybe back end of one if someone really believes in him. So I don't really think the value is not too far off, but I just don't think, I think Pittsburgh has to go veteran route personally. Yeah. I agree. I think if any of these teams in the back half were going to take them, um, a team like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, maybe, who might still roll with Baker next year. But, Yo, you got to roll with Baker. I mean, you definitely are, but I think that doesn't preclude you from from taking a quarterback. That's true. Um, let me go through the last 10, and then we'll get the rest of this mock-up. At 11, the Minnesota Vikings took Jared Verse. At 12, the Denver Broncos took quarterback J.J. McCarthy. At 13, the Las Vegas Raiders took Jerzon Newton, interior defensive lineman from Illinois. At 14, the New Orleans Saints took Leatu Latu, edge from UCLA. At 15, the Indianapolis Colts took Nate Wiggins, cornerback one from Clemson. At 16, the Seattle Seahawks took Talize Fuaga, offensive tackle or guard, however you want to play him, from Oregon State. 17 was the Jacksonville Jaguars. They took Cooper DeGene, corner from Iowa. At 18, the Cincinnati Bengals took wide receiver from Oregon, Troy Franklin. 19, the L.A. Rams took Kool-Aid McKinstry, cornerback from Alabama. And then at 20, the Pittsburgh Steelers took quarterback Michael Penix. I am on the clock here at 21 with the Miami Dolphins. The slide for Dallas Turner stops now. Um, I think they have some really good edge rushers, both of whom are coming off major injuries. Andrew Van Ginkle, who has been played in a pretty prominent role this year. He's played really well in a rotation. He's a free agent, so I love just adding athletes to this room. I think you, and there is a world where you can play Dallas Turner, Jalen Phillips, and Bradley Chubb all at the same time. Um, I think all three of them are good enough athletes to do so, and uh, I think the Dolphins need to get a little bit nastier in both of the trenches, but I thought Dallas Turner, too good of a value here for me to take an offensive lineman. So Dallas Turner at, at 21. Yeah, I mean, that last sentence you just said, is I couldn't agree with it more. They got It's both trenches. This pick is either going to be one or the other, and Dallas Turner is just way too valuable to uh, fall too much farther. All right. You're on the clock here at 22 with the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, oh, I feel so bad for the Philadelphia Eagles. Everybody's crying. We were in a Super Bowl last year. We won a Super Bowl four years ago. Oh, it's been so hard. We started ten and one. Now we want to fire our coach. Pussies. I'm. <laughs> I've been an. You know, I've been an Eagles fan through and through. But the fucking complaining I've been hearing over the last few weeks. I wanted to punch somebody in the face. No grit. No grit at all. They don't know. Our what's season fun. ended four plays into the season. They haven't been through the fucking trenches through the ringer like us. Fucking scumbags. Who you got fucking, here? <laughs> fucking throwing snowballs at Santa Claus. Um, <laughs> I'm going to continue with the Alabama run. I'm going Terry on Arnold, the uh, other cornerback from Alabama. Um, this Eagles back end really got exposed in the playoffs and just pretty much the last Pathetic. seven weeks of the season. Uh, they need some youth in this in this room. I think Terry on Arnold, a lot of cor- a lot of people cornerback one, and he's going to be the fourth off the board here. So Eagles fans will rejoice and uh, get youth and talent at the back end. Yeah, so not a Georgia player, but an Alabama player. So, you know, I think they can live with I think they can live with that. Dino is on the clock here at 23 with the Houston Texans via the Cleveland Browns. He's got them taking offensive tackle Jordan Morgan from Arizona. I like this fit. 
for Houston. Um, this is a good offensive line, and I think they can add a player who can play on the interior and can play tackle for them, obviously. Be playing right tackle for them, opposite Laramie Tunzel, or I think he could kick inside to guard. Um, so I like this fit. Jordan Morgan's got good feet. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a big Jordan Morgan fan. I know a lot of people say that he, they think he's going to be a better guard. He's someone that I personally think I think he's a tackle. Um, so I don't know where the disconnect is there, but he's big. He's I think he's got length, at least from what I saw. I know some people have been questioning that, so I guess we'll see at the Senior Bowl. But good pick. I think just really continue to build the support system around C.J. Stroud, who's already a top 10 quarterback in the league. So yep. can't go wrong there. I also wouldn't even hate a wide receiver pick here personally, but it does. I guess I would um, like that. Yeah, right? Just have some would, fun. Yeah. I'm on the clock here at 24 with the Dallas Cowboys. I got them taking a Marius Mims, the offensive tackle from Georgia. This guy, like I said, has had a ton of injury concerns this year. He came back and played through an ankle injury. Um, but I think if you can get this guy fully healthy, this guy's going to be an ass kicker in the run game. And he's just a mammoth of a human being. And I think this is a team that coaches up offensive line really, really well. Over the past decade, they've had really good offensive line. Um, I believe Tyron Smith is a free agent, if I remember correctly. So um, he plays on the right side, but maybe you can move him to your left tackle. Or they got some really good play out of Tyler Smith this year, playing at the guard position. I know he played some tackle last year, too. Um, so maybe he's your full-time left tackle. But I think this offensive line is getting a little up there in age. So a um, little changing of the guard here. Yeah, tackle. I like it. He's a freak. Um, I'm a little lower on Mims than most people are, but with traits like that, it's hard to imagine him falling outside the first round. Yeah, I I agree. I just don't see a world where teams just not infatuated by this human being that he moves pretty well to. Um, you're on the clock here at 25 with the Green Bay Packers. Shout out to the Green Bay Packers, man. Yeah, yeah they what they a ride really- it's been. Dude, they got they have three picks in the top sixty as well, so they they got more darts to throw and help build around Jordan Love, who's he's gonna get paid again soon. He's gonna get a big contract because he he's been playing his ass off the last two months, and that playoff performance was it was Rogers esque. It was yes. it was weird. I remember watching and just shaking my head. And how do they how do the Packers make it look so easy? Um, this is a tough pick for me because they invested. They have so many young receivers. Where like I feel you can't go skill position. Um, the defensive side of the ball, I was thinking maybe a defensive back, but I kind of missed the run on those corners already. So I'm going back to the trenches. Really help uh, support Jordan Love. I'm going Troy Font now. Uh, he can play guard. Some people think he can play tackle. I think he's more of a guard, but just really help protect him and build a wall in front of him because uh, I think that's really what's going to help let him and not only him but these skill position, these young skill position players grow. Yeah, it's a good pick. I think he could play anywhere on this offensive line. And uh, it's another team kind of changing of the guard at offensive line, especially with, with Bakhtiari, most likely gone. Um, like, it. I'm uh, Dean's on the clock here at 26 with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's got them taking Keon Coleman, wide receiver from Florida State. This is a guy who I've just been lower on over these past few weeks. I continuously see him mocked in the first round. Probably think he's still of round one wide receiver just because of his athletic traits. But um, I think there are a few other wide receivers. I would have went in this spot if I'm going to go wide receiver, but we'll see. Mike Evans is most likely gone. Uh, I think some team is going to pay up big time for him. Jets. Yeah, there you go. So if that, if that is the case, then, uh, then Keon Coleman fits right into that role. Yeah, I, can't, I mean, can't can't really complain about it, to be honest. All right, I'm on the clock here at 27 with the Arizona Cardinals, their second pick. They took Malik Neighbors with the first pick. Um, this is a spot that I wanted to go offensive line, but after that run of Morgan, Mims, and Fontenau, that kind of fucked me. Um, thought about Graham Barton here, too, but... Um, at the end of the day, I wanted to change it up a little bit, get a guy in who hasn't been in any of our mocks, uh, cornerback from Missouri, Ennis Rackstrom. This is a guy that uh, I watched yesterday, actually, 
And man, I'm high on this guy. He is a really good player. He's physical at the catch point. He gets downhill really quickly. If you watch his tape, this guy blows up screens more than any player I've seen. Maybe him and and Cooper DeGene, but this guy can fly off the ball. Just eight a couple big-time blocks from offensive tackle. When they played Georgia, they had their left tackle pulling on him on screens, and he took two blocks on screen passes and made a tackle on both plays. It was outstanding. Um, so he's going to be a, a really fun one to uh, to keep evaluating, and uh, I think he's just going to keep rising up draft boards. Yeah, he's a name I've been reading a lot more lately, so I've, I haven't gotten a chance to watch him. I got Once I get to the cornerbacks, which I'm dreading, I'll <laughs> – Get, definitely. I said I know you list. hate watching corner, but this guy's fun to watch. It's so annoying. I, I I'm already annoyed watching. I was watching someone against Clemson the other day, and just watching their cornerbacks play 20 yards off the line of scrimmage. I was just getting so fucking annoyed. <laughs> I, I'm just dreading watching cornerbacks, but it has to be done. Yeah. All right, you're on the clock here at 28 with the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, this is an unfair pick in my opinion. I think Brian Thomas Jr. I ran this card in immediately. Uh. If I could bet it right now, I think he's going top 15 picks. I think, Woo-hoo! yeah, I think he's got, I've been watching him more and more. He's 6'4, 205 fast, and he's twitchy as shit. Uh, he's got wiggle to his game that I think shouldn't really, you shouldn't really have at that size. Uh, physical with the ball in his hands. I think he had 17 touchdowns this year as well. So he can high point. I think he's someone that's going to start rising a lot, especially once you get to the combine. Um, if I could take, I mean, I would love to bet. It's, this is the time where I'd love to just start taking over-unders on players if they release the lines because I feel like I'd make a goddamn killing. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> Brian Thomas Jr., get get Mahomes a true weapon, a true number one on the outside. Yeah, that uh, that tandem of him and Rasheed Rice, Rasheed Rice playing a little more of the underneath stuff, I like that. Um, and like you said, they desperately, they desperately need wide receiver help. Uh, Dino's on the clock here at 29 with the Buffalo Bills. He's got them taking wide receiver from South Carolina, Xavier Leggett. Um, Gabe Davis is a free agent, and I think this is a plug-and-play guy. If you bring him in in a similar role to Gabe Davis, I think he's a better athlete than Gabe Davis, too. Um, I think he fits well with this team. Um, he could be their their downfield stretcher, and you still have digs in the intermediate stuff. You took Dalton Kincaid last year. Um, so I think this team could have went. Maybe edge rusher too, but um, I do think this team can always load up on more wide receivers. Talking talk about Bills wide receivers and not mentioning my guy Khalil Shakir is downright. He's been good. Insulting. He's been good. That touchdown the other day was He's fucking disgusting. Um, yeah, so I can tell you this: Bills fans know and they're clamoring that they need another wide receiver to pair with Stephon Diggs and Khalil Shakir. I think this is a little high for Leggett. Um, it's funny actually. Chris was to ask me, I think it was like last week or whatever. He's like, say, how much do you think it takes for, or what can, uh, this first, next year's first, and like a second, how far do you think that can get the Bills up to go take a wide receiver? I think like around the 10th pick, but that's how desperately they want another receiver to pair with Stefan Diggs. They need weapons for Josh. What was the, what was the trade again? I think he said it was like two, two ones and like a three or something along those lines. To get to 10. That's what I said. I said maybe around that. I feel like that's a like similar cost than for the trade up that um, I don't know if it was. I think it was Mahomes. It was either Mahomes or Watson, but the Bills traded back. I think that's what they got along those lines. It's crazy because you could still trade up to 10 and like in this mock, you wouldn't have gotten neighbors or a Dunze. Yeah. So I said, I feel like you'd have to get up to like top seven in order to really have a chance at either of those guys. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm at 30 here with the Detroit Lions. Shout out Detroit, man. Let's go fucking win it all, baby. Let's go win it all, Dan. Um, I got them taking Chop Robinson, Edge from Penn State. This is a guy, another guy, even my boy, um, who I've been like a little lower on than, than some people, but I just think too much athletic upside. He's going to test like crazy at the Combine, and I think this team needs Edge help too. I think you can get a freak like him off the edge. Aiden uh, Hutchinson is going to take most of the attention on that defensive line too, so maybe a little, a little bit more one on ones for Chop. Um, but I, I like him. I like this fit on the on this defensive line for Detroit. Yeah, I mean, I th- I told you you stole my pick. I really wanted to uh, take him with the 49ers, so 
Uh, I think Chop Robbins is another one. I think he's going to end up rising a lot. I think once he tests at the combine, people are going to be really uh, awed with his just athleticism and explosion. I think he ends up going first round for sure. Nice. You got the 49ers here at 31. Who you got? Yeah, so um, I was consider I wanted to consider defensive line. So Chop Robinson was really my target. Just I feel like this is a team that just they're like the Jets. They love rotating on the defensive front, and they haven't really invested too high the last couple of years in a um a defensive lineman. I know Drake Jackson. I think they took in the second or third last year, um, or two years ago. I think it may have been actually. Now I'm thinking about it, but uh, I thought I thought about Byron Murphy here, considering Javon Kinlaw is a free agent. Um, but at the end of the day. I went with the other side of the trenches. I went with my boy, Graham Barton. Uh, he's a top 20 player for me. I think he can slide into either any, all three of those uh, interior off the line spots and really help impact this run game, which that, I mean, it's the 49er bread and butter. I think Kyle Shanahan would love having this guy. Byron Murphy would be sick on this defensive line. Yeah, I, I really, I was about to pull the trigger. But... Just an interior guy that could just get after the quarterback too. It's funny because like, they don't need because the, they don't need that. Yeah, right. It's funny because like the reason why I didn't end up pulling the trigger, I didn't want to be like like once Brugler had him in the mock today that we throw him in, and then I went with Graham Barton, who I ended up checking, and that's who we had the 49ers picking. So, really? Yeah. <laughs> so that's that was my mindset. That's funny. All right, I'll round this out here with Dino's last pick. He's got the Baltimore Ravens at 32. He's got his guy, Jonah Ellis, from Utah, the edge rusher. Um, think this is too high for, for Jonah Ellis. I think he's a second-round player. Um, I do think he's going to be a good football player in a rotation. And, uh, I mean, this Ravens defensive line has just been fantastic all season. They are probably going to lose to Davion Clowney unless they can retain him on a one-year deal. So he'll get some he'll get some run next to a, a Doe Afe, <laughs> a Dafe Owe, whatever the fuck he says. <laughs> Shout out State. Remember when you were Jason. Um <laughs> And uh, Justin Matab- Justin <laughs> Justin Matabuke has played unbelievable in the interior. So uh, he's a free agent too. What do you think about this one? Yeah, they're going to retain him. He's had yeah. too good of a season. Um, yeah, I haven't gotten a chance to watch Donello, so I don't want to bash it too hard. I do think he's more of a day two type player, just from watching like actual games and whatnot, and just his lack of measurables really. But from what I've heard, he's a real a true technician as an edge rusher, which I do love. But um, and I guess he would fit in this. Baltimore defense, but I don't know. I feel like Baltimore's history, they love taking those high-end, high, high-end athletes. And I I mean, I haven't watched enough, so I don't know if Caden Ellis really does fit that mold, but the general perception I have of him, he, he doesn't, he's not really that type of player. So we'll see. Yeah. All right, let's run through this mock, and then we can get out of here. At one, the Chicago Bears via Carolina Panthers. They took quarterback one, Drake May, out of UNC. At two, the Washington Commanders took Caleb Williams, quarterback from USC. At three, the New England Patriots took wide receiver Marvin Harrison Jr. from Ohio State. At four, the Arizona Cardinals took wide receiver from LSU Malik Neighbors. At five, the LA Chargers took tight end one off the board, Brock Bowers out of Georgia. At six, the New York Giants took offensive tackle one, Joe Alt out of Notre Dame. At seven, the Tennessee Titans took Olu Fushanu, offensive tackle from Penn State. At eight, the Atlanta Falcons took their quarterback of the future, Jaden Daniels from LSU. At nine, the Chicago Bears took Roma Dunze, wide receiver from Washington. At 10, the New York Jets took offensive tackle J.C. Latham out of Alabama. At 11, the Minnesota Vikings took edge from Florida State, Jared Verse. Was that first edge off the board? First edge off the board for Jared Verse. At 12, the Denver Broncos took J.J. McCarthy, quarterback from Michigan. At 13, Las Vegas Raiders took interior defensive lineman Jerzon Newton out of Illinois. At 14, the New Orleans Saints took Leatu Latu, edge from UCLA. At 15, the Indianapolis Colts took cornerback one Nate Wiggins from Clemson. 16 was the Seattle Seahawks. They took Talise Fuaga, offensive tackle from Oregon State. 17 was the Jacksonville Jaguars. They took corner safety Cooper DeGene. At 18, the Cincinnati Bengals took Troy Franklin, wide receiver from Oregon. At 19, the L.A. Rams took Kool-Aid McKinstry, cornerback from Alabama. At 20, the Pittsburgh Steelers took another quarterback, Michael Penix from Washington. 21 was the Miami Dolphins. The slide for Dallas Turner ends here. He's edge from Alabama. 22 was the Philadelphia Eagles taking cornerback Terion Arnold from Alabama. 23 was the Houston Texans. They took offensive lineman Jordan Morgan out of 
uh, out of Arizona. 24 was the Dallas Cowboys. They took offensive tackle Marius Mims from Georgia. 25 was the Green Bay Packers taking offensive lineman Troy Fontenelle from Washington. 26 was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They took wide receiver from Florida State, Keon Coleman. 27 was the Arizona Cardinals with their second pick. They took corner from Missouri, Ennis Rakestraw. 28 was the Kansas City Chiefs. They took wide receiver Brian Thomas from LSU. 29 was the Buffalo Bills. They took wide receiver from South Carolina, Xavier Leggett. Uh, 30 was the Detroit Lions. They took Edge Chop Robinson out of Penn State. 31 was the 49ers. They took Graham Barton, offensive lineman from Duke. And then 32 to round us out was the Baltimore Ravens taking Jonah Ellis Edge from Utah. Right. Any picks you really like? Any picks you really hate in this one? Um, The J.J. McCarthy fit in Denver wasn't my favorite. Um. But I do like the Dallas Turner fit in da- in uh, Miami. I think that's insane value, and they need to beef up those edges for sure. Yeah, I'm trying to look. I mean, I we talked about about Jaden Jaden Daniels already. Um, but this was a pretty good mock, honestly. I, th- I thought a lot of the fits were were pretty good. I feel like we changed it up from what we did the past couple times as well. So. Yeah, and like I said, I mean, we I feel like we've said this every week. This is a really good draft. I felt like I left a lot of good players off the board here um, that are going to be really good second round picks if they end up falling this far, or or they're going to get back into the first round. So, like this one for us. All right. Anything else before we get out of here? No, just we're keep hitting milestones. So we got the Senior Bowl right around the corner, which is crazy. Then. Next combine draft week. It's all going to be all fun, all fun, 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 all fun. Let's go. All right. That's going to wrap it up for us. I'm between two tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed mock 3.0. Stay locked in with us. We got a couple more fix. The franchises coming up. We got the Washington commanders coming up. We got the LA chargers and we obviously have the New York jets, which is not a fix. The franchise. It's just, honestly, it's just going to be me and Ray talking about, how we're going to win the Super Bowl next year. As always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our Twitter at two tackles with the number two and follow us on underdogpodcast.com and stick with us as we continue towards this 2024 NFL draft. Ray, appreciate you, my friend.